Hello and welcome to an ISIS Energy podcast. This week we'll be looking at regulation in energy markets and in particular some new EU-wide rules that have come in from the start of April uh, 2016. Um, the rules are called REMIT, which stands for Regulation for Energy, energy Markets Integrity and Transparency. Um, and what this requires is that trades are reported to ASA, which is an oversight body uh, of the EU, so they can look out for any um, irregularities and just so there's more oversight and transparency for them in the energy markets. My name's Ben Lee and here with me today is Sylvia Molteni who looks at EU-wide regulation and also here today is Marcello Kolax who looks, um, who has in particular been looking at uh, an Austrian case of energy market reporting. Um, so Sylvia, just to start off on, on the EU side of things, uh, what are these new changes to the remit rules which have come into force recently the, towards the beginning of April? So the new rules that um, have been in place since last week are just an additional uh, requirement. Um, so companies were already required to report as part of remit uh, some specific types of uh, transactions. In particular, they've been reporting all standard trades dealt through organized marketplaces since October 2015. This means uh, trades dealt through exchanges or even brokers. And now, as part of the new requirements, they have to report uh, many more types of deals. Uh, for instance, they need to report standard, standard bilateral deals, they need to report contracts for secondary transport capacity of gas and electricity, um, fundamental data such as they had nominations and gas in storage and uh, LNG unloads and reloads. Okay, so it looks, sounds like um, there's a lot more thorough reporting going on in terms of what they have to actually submit. What's the process in terms of submitting this data to ACER? Companies submit the data to ACER through register reporting mechanisms, uh, uh, so-called RRMs, uh, and these are uh, firms that have applied to ACER to become basically uh, authorised in uh, to, to carry out the reporting process. Uh, so what happens if you're an energy trader is you can get authorised to become an RRM and report your deal yourself, which is something that ACER wasn't really uh, encouraging. Or you can just go to a third-party RRM and report your transaction, your, tra your transactions through them. Um, so once the trade happens, what, what's the sort of timeline for submitting this data? Uh, well, it depends on the it depends on the type of transaction. Um, so standard contracts have to be reported as of last week, but non-standard contracts have to be reported within one month of execution, which means that. The first deadline for this type of contract will be at the beginning of May and then by the uh, beginning of July uh, companies will also have to backload, that this is the technical term, but basically means that they, they will have to report all long-term deals uh, including power purchase agreements that were outstanding as of the 7th of April. Okay, I see. Um, so this is going EU-wide, but Marcello, um, I guess we've had a bit of a preview uh, of how this might go in Austria. What's the Austrian experience been uh, so far? Yes, shippers who are active uh, on the Austrian market had to start reporting standard and non-standard deals from October 2015. Before the regulation was implemented, uh, traders active on the market uh, said that it will come uh, with big 
increase in cost and, and would increase the administrative burden. And there were a lot of complaints to uh, Austrian regulator e-control uh, where the data had to report it to you. But in the end, it did not happen. Uh, it went all relatively smoothly. Okay, I see. So no big hiccups found in the first six months of trialing it in Austria then? Yes, e-control offered support in forms of training sessions for the, for the trading houses and uh, trying to solve any questions uh, that came with uh, reporting of standard and uh, non-standard deals. Standard deals reporting was a little bit easier uh, because you could just use one simple data entry mask, so it wasn't big of, a is of an issue. However, for the non-standard deals it was a bit more difficult because you could not really apply the set uh, data entry mask, so uh, they e-control later on abandoned the idea of using a fixed data entry mask and they uh, opted for yeah, in a different alternative. However, reporting of non-standard deals, as I said, was a bit early because they had 30 days to actually figure out uh, what to do before the first deal had to be reported. I see. Well, it sounds overall it went fairly smoothly in Austria. Um, Sylvia, going back to the EU, what's the EU-wide experience been so far? Well, Acer itself said that the beginning was uh, quite smooth. Um, there were no major technical issues reported. However, uh, I think the key issue here is not that much, you know, how much the IT systems are, are good. It's, it's rather what is the data quality. Uh, so are the data that are being reported good enough uh, to ensure that regulators can have a proper oversight over the energy markets? Um, so there's been some different experiences in the past. For instance, there is a separate piece of um, EU regulation, uh, EMIR, which also requires energy trading firms to report uh, derivative trades. And data the data quality of, of these reported deals as, as, you know, is a really major issue and that's quite known in the market. So the European body overseeing that process is now looking to improve it. So I think, yes, just to sum it up, we can say uh, the second phase started well, the, the, the beginning was quite smooth, no major problems, but it will take quite a few months to work out if the data that are being reported are actually good. I see, yeah. So say we've got all this data now and a regulator looks at it um, and they spot what they suspect might be market abuse. W what would happen in that case, Sylvia? ESA doesn't really have any prosecuting powers, so it would be up to the single member states to go after the, the abuse. And every every single European country has a different uh, framework. So it works differently in uh, each country. So remit breaches are not criminal sanctions across all European countries, but only in some European countries. Okay, I see. So I guess it would be up to the national regulator and then they could pursue the case if, if they wish to do so or are able to do so. We'll wrap up the podcast there, but it sounds like there have been a few changes going on in on the regulation side of things in the energy market world in the EU. Um, there'll be a lot more information heading towards oversight bodies, um, which means that there should be more transparency in the market in terms of what trade activity has been going on. Uh, we'll be keeping on top of this going forward. Uh, if you'd like to find out more detail, there's a free regulation portal hosted by ISIS. The address is regulation.isis.com. Please head there if you'd like more information. Mm -hmm.